As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter one. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy to read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. Hello, friends. I'm Rick Warren, and welcome to Spurgeon Sermons. This is the official podcast brought to you by Premier and Spurgeon's College. You know, the teachings of Charles Spurgeon have had a personal impact on my life in a profound way, and I'm confident they'll do the same for you. So get ready to be challenged, equipped, and guided by Charles Spurgeon, who is universally regarded as the greatest English preacher in the history of the church. Christ, our Passover, a sermon by Charles Spurgeon, part four. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. I wish that I had words to depict in better language, but as it is, I give you the undigested thoughts which you can take home and live upon during the week. For you will find this paschal lamb to be an hourly feast as well as supper, and you can feed upon it continually till you come to the mount of God, where you will see him as he is, and worship him, the lamb, in the midst thereof. How we derive benefit from the blood of Christ. Christ our Passover is slain for us. The Pharisee could not say that. He could say, a lamb, but the lamb, even Christ our Passover, was not yet become a victim. And there are some of my hearers within these walls today who cannot say, Christ our Passover is slain for us. But glory be to God, some of us can. There are not a few here who have laid their hands upon the glorious scapegoat And now they can put their hands upon the Lamb also, and they can say, yes, it is true. He is not only slain, but Christ our Passover is slain for us. We derive benefit from the death of Christ in two modes. First, by having his blood sprinkled on us for our redemption. Secondly, by our eating his flesh for food, Regeneration and sanctification. The first aspect in which a sinner views Jesus is that of a lamb slain, whose blood is sprinkled on the doorpost and on the lintel. Note the fact that the blood was never sprinkled on the threshold. It was sprinkled on the lintel, the top of the door, on the side post, but never on the threshold. For woe unto him who trampleth underfoot the blood of the Son of God. Even the priest of Dagon trod not on the threshold of his God. 
much less will the Christian trample underfoot the blood of the Paschal Lamb. But his blood must be on our right hand to be our constant guard and on our left to be our continual support. We want to have Jesus Christ sprinkled on us. As I told you before, it is not alone the blood of Christ poured out on Calvary that saves a sinner. It is the blood of Christ sprinkled on the heart. Let us turn to the land of Zoan. Do you not think you behold the scene? It is evening. The Egyptians are going homeward, little thinking of what is coming. But just as soon as the sun is set, a lamb is brought into every house. The Egyptian strangers passing by say, these Hebrews are about to keep a feast tonight. And they retire to their houses, utterly careless about it. The father of the Hebrew house takes his lamb and examining it once more with anxious curiosity, looks it over from head to foot to see if it has a blemish. He finds none. My son, he says to one of them, bring hither the basin. It is held. He stabs the lamb and the blood flows into the basin. Do you not think you see the sire as he commands his wife to roast the lamb before the fire? Take heed, he says, that not a bone be broken. Do you see her intense anxiety as she puts it down to roast, lest a bone should be broken? Now, says the father, bring a bunch of hyssop. A child brings it. The father dips it into the blood. Come here, my children, wife and all, and see what I am about to do. He takes the hyssop in his hands, dips it in the blood and sprinkles it across the lintel and the doorpost. His children say, what does this mean? He answers, this night the Lord God will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you. The thing is done. The lamb is cooked. The guests are set down to it. The father of the family has supplicated a blessing. They are sitting down to feast upon it. And mark how the old man carefully divides joint from joint, lest a bone should be broken. And he is particular that the smallest child of the family should have some of it to eat. For so the Lord hath commanded. Do you not think you see him as he tells them, It is a solemn night. Make haste. In another hour we shall all go out of Egypt. He looks at his hands. They are rough with labour. And clapping them, he cries, I am not to be a slave any longer. His eldest son, perhaps, has been smarting under the lash. And he says, son, you have had the taskmaster's lash upon you this afternoon. But it is the last time you shall feel it. He looks at them all with tears in his eyes. This is the night the Lord God will deliver you. Do you see them with their hats on their heads? with their loins girt and their staves in their hands. 
It is the dead of the night. Suddenly, they hear a shriek. The father says, keep within doors, my children. You will know what it is in a moment. Now another shriek, another shriek. Shriek succeeds shriek. They hear perpetual wailing and lamentation. Remain within, says he. The angel of death is flying abroad. A solemn silence is in the room, and they can almost hear the wings of the angel flap in the air as he passes their blood-marked door. Be calm, says the sire. That blood will save you. The shrieking increases. Eat quickly, my children, he says again, and in a moment the Egyptians coming say, Get thee hence, get thee hence. We care not for the jewels that you have borrowed. You have brought death into our houses. Oh, says a mother, go, for God's sake, go. My eldest son lies dead. Go, says a father, go and peace go with you. It were an ill day when your people came into Egypt and our king began to slay your firstborn, for God is punishing us for our cruelty. Ah, see them leaving the land. The shrieks are still heard. The people are busy about their dead. As they go out, a son of Pharaoh is taken away unembalmed to be buried in one of the pyramids. Presently they see one of their taskmaster's sons taken away. A happy night for them when they escape. And do you see, my hearers, a glorious parallel? They had to sprinkle the blood and also to eat the lamb. Ah, my soul, hast thou ever had the blood sprinkled on thee? Canst thou say that Jesus Christ is thine? It is not enough to say, he loved the world and gave his son. You must say, he loved me and gave himself for me. There is another hour coming, dear friends, when we shall all stand before God's bar, and then God will say, Angel of death, thou once didst smite Egypt's firstborn. Thou knowest thy prey. Unsheath thy sword. I behold the great gathering. You and I are standing amongst them. It is a solemn moment. All men stand in suspense. There is neither hum nor murmur. The very stars cease to shine, lest the light should disturb the air by its motion. All is still. God says, Hast thou sealed those that are mine? I have, says Gabriel. They are sealed by blood, every one of them. Then saith he next, Sweep thy sword of slaughter, sweep the earth, and send the unclothed, the unpurchased, the unwashed ones to the pit. Oh, how shall we feel, beloved, when for a moment we see that angel flap his wings? He is just about to fly, but will the doubt cross our minds? Perhaps he will come to me. Oh, no. We shall stand and look the angel full in his face. Bold shall I stand in that great day, for who ought to my charge shall lay? While through thy blood absolved I am from sin's tremendous curse,
and shame. If we have the blood on us, we shall see the angel coming. We shall smile at him. We shall dare to come even to God's face and say, Great God, I'm clean. Through Jesus' blood, I'm clean. Thank you for listening, friends. This podcast was brought to you by Premier in association with Spurgeon's College. For more Christian podcasts, sermons, and music, head back to the website premier.plus and sign in for free.